Welcome back to the Sports-ish Podcast, a place to bring the sports and the ish, a place to make sports fun, cute, and easy. This is not your boyfriend sports news. My name is Lily and I am your host. Good morning and happy Friday. Thank you for joining me on this incredible episode. I am so excited to share the interview that I just recorded with you. It's a good one. But the first thing I want to start with is that there is truly so much devastation going on in the world right now, and I am not qualified to speak on any of it. I luckily have not been asked to speak on any of it, thank goodness, but it's one of those things that it feels really weird if you don't say something, but it also feels really weird to say something. But what I can say is that I'm just heartbroken and sick over everything that's going on. I don't have any answers, but I do hope and pray that the people who do have answers or who are at least in a position to make decisions find answers and find a way to create peace. And that's all a sports podcaster is going to say about that because anything more would be inappropriate. But I just wanted to start off and say that say how heavy it is on my heart and on my mind. But let's get back to sports and to ish. We are days away from what is called the sports equinox, which is when all four major leagues are in season at the same time. So we have the MLB, we have the NFL, we have the NHL, and we have the NBA, which begins on Tuesday. This is a lot, but It's a great time in sports, a great time for sports fans. In baseball news, you've got four teams left in the playoffs. And then we go to the World Series. There's the Phillies, the Rangers, the Astros, and the Diamondbacks. I personally am cheering for the Philadelphia Phillies, mostly because Bryce Harper is a beautiful human being. But, I mean, that's all. That's the only reason I have. I'm not, like, a diehard fan of any of these teams so I'm going with the Phillies this year. We'll see how the baseball season closes out. The W. It was the Las Vegas Aces who took the win on Wednesday night against the New York Liberty. This is the second year in a row that the Aces won the WNBA championship. And that hasn't been done in like 22 years. Their coach is Becky Hammond, who was an assistant coach in the NBA, and then asked to come be a head coach in the WNBA. And she accepted. And this is her second year coaching and obviously her second championship. So in the two years she's coached, she's won the championship both times. So she's, I mean, pretty incredible. Congratulations to the Aces. My favorite part of the whole thing was watching Darren Waller, who is an NFL player. He plays for the Giants. He was there cheering on his wife, Kelsey Plum. They were just married last spring. And it's just cool to see like these big guys get kind of mushy, gushy over their significant others. He was really cute cheering for Kelsey and then after the game celebrating with her. But happy for the Aces. The NFL season is at a point where it's kind of mind-boggling how many people are injured. It is obviously the roughest of sports in my opinion. But, I mean, injury after injury. Obviously, the season started with Aaron Rodgers' big injury. Now, all of a sudden, he's like walking not even with crutches, which is unheard of for his type of injury. He's wild. There's no other way of putting it. He has been on the Pat McAfee show, which by the way, 
I hope you guys know he's paid like millions of dollars to go on this show and to spew this nonsense, but he does it and he delivers. Um, one of the things that he said is that the noises of dolphins making love, uh, for lack of a better term, has healing properties. And so, you know, we're all watching him in real time heal from this, what was supposed to be a season ending injury as he's talking about these noises being healing. So is that the secret to Aaron Rodgers bounce back? I don't know. He, he might claim it is along with several other recreational drugs, but he, he is unhinged. I don't know if you saw this, but he's been trying to start drama with Travis Kelsey. That is the most Aaron Rodgers thing to ever happen. You've heard my take that I was kind of like coming around to him. Um, I was starting to like him. He was coming to New York. He was having like a, a resurgence. And then of course, fourth play of the game gets injured and starts spewing nonsense again on the Pat McAfee show. And he wants to have a debate with Travis about vaccines and whatnot. I do have a little bit of theory that Aaron Rodgers is honestly just jealous because I think Aaron Rodgers wants to date Taylor Swift. I Honestly, this could be off base. He's a big Swifty. He's gone to her shows. He knows her music. He hangs out with Miles Teller. Miles Teller is friends with Taylor Swift. I think in some way they've hung out or hooked up. This is not confirmed. This is just a theory I have. And I think that he's jealous of Travis, and that's why he's doing this, like, Mr. Pfizer vaccination debate in the media. Hot take there. Hockey season just started. Honestly, there's a lot of games, and hockey is not a lot of people's favorite sports. If you want to take away something, take away the fact that Austin Matthews, he's a hockey player, he plays for the Toronto Maple Leafs, and he is phenomenal already this year. He's had two hat tricks in his first two games played, a hat trick, three goals scored in one game. Pretty rare. Like, it's not every day you get a hat trick. But if you don't care about that, you should know that he is very best friends with Justin Bieber. Maybe that will make you care a little bit more. I don't know. There's a lot of things going on in relationship news in terms of the sports world. Last Sunday, I woke up to probably the most text messages I've ever had on my phone at one time with pictures of Travis and Taylor having stepped out the night before after doing a date night and then going to SNL and then going to the SNL party afterward. It turns out, uh, according to Travis, that it was totally unscripted that they were stopping by SNL because Ice Spice was performing. Taylor is friends with Ice Spice. And the writers were like, we've got to get you in here somehow. You guys are, you know, you're killing it right now. You're so popular. Let's let's throw you on the show. And so they had Taylor introduce Ice Spice. They had Travis do a little cameo. Just kind of funny. They're on a date. Suddenly the world is upside down. They gave us more content the next day. We're talking beautiful photos. Hands interlocked. They look stunning together. They... I, I don't know. My heart flutters a little bit. And Travis, today it came out that he bought a $6 million mansion in Kansas City for more security for Taylor. I mean, what is there not to love here? 
every day this relationship just seems to get more and more serious and like I don't want to jump the gun but they're jumping the gun for me let's be honest like our, we're buying houses here everyone's like leave them alone it's so new it's so fresh and honestly like they don't want to be left alone they want they want us to know how serious it is uh and to anyone anyone who still thinks this is a PR relationship Honey, let's chat about that. Did you see the way that Travis gently led the security guard away so he could, in his manliest way, take Taylor out of the car? I just don't want to jump the gun because I don't want to jinx it. But watching this unfold is better than any movie, TV show, anything I've ever witnessed. Less exciting, but still exciting. Haley Steinfeld, Josh Allen. Buffalo Bills quarterback. You know, they've been together since May, apparently, and they stepped out for the first time in public this week. They were at an NHL game. They were at the Sabres first Rangers game. Here's the thing. Josh talked about how he doesn't like to be in the public eye. He doesn't like the media looking at his relationship. Well, really, the best thing that could have happened to him is this Travis and Taylor situation because no one cares about who Josh Allen is dating right now because Travis Kelsey's dating Taylor Swift. So if Josh Allen is dating an actress, that's okay. No one's really talking about it because people are focused on the other relationship. But I am happy for him. They're kind of cute, kind of like all-American looking couple. They both kind of look like puppy dogs. It works. There's nothing really exciting there, but I'm watching it. I'm excited about it. The last piece of relationship drama I will cover is the Ashlyn Harris, Allie Krieger, Sophia Bush situation. Just a little background. So Ashlyn Harris and Allie Krieger, they're both former U.S. national team players, and they met while playing for the team, and then they started dating. They got engaged in 2019. Then they won the World Cup together in 2019, and then they got married at the end of the year, and then they welcomed two kids both in 2021 and 2022 they have daughter sloan who's two and they have son ocean who is 14 months ocean it's it's a no for me uh, for that name but in the past few months fans started to notice that they were not posting about each other on social media as much they took each other's names off like their social media bios and then this past month it came out that Ashlyn had filed for divorce. Keep in mind, this is the same week that Allie is playing in her last regular season soccer game before she retires with Gotham FC. So fans are really upset. It felt like really bad timing. You know, this is a big week for Allie, and here is Ashlyn filing for divorce and making it public. It just seemed messy 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 felt like a selfish move maybe the week of the retirement but who knows meanwhile sophia bush and yes that is the actress from one tree hill and john tucker must die etc she announced her divorce from her husband who she had only been married to about a year she posted this very flowery one-year anniversary that he was her person. She loved him so much. One year down forever to go. And then seven weeks later, she filed for divorce. So what has come out since is that Ashlyn and Sophia, who both filed for divorce from their spouses, 
are now dating and they have been flirting for a few months. They've been hanging out. It feels like they've conspired some divorce situation and they're now together and it's just sad for all parties involved. And then Allie Krieger tweeted today that she is in her Beyonce lemonade era. What do we know about Beyonce's lemonade era? Well, it was after Jay-Z cheated on her. So is Allie suggesting that Ashlyn cheated on her with Sophia Bush? Kind of, yeah. So anyways, that's enough of the sports and the ish. We're going to get into this interview because it's so good. You guys are not even going to believe it. I have the significant other of a tight end for the Kansas City Chiefs. I have Taylor Swift on the podcast. I'm just kidding. No, I do not. I have better. I have Emily Bushman, whose husband, Matt Bushman, is a tight end for the Kansas City Chiefs, just like Travis Kelsey. Emily has been a sportsish follower for a while. I remember when we were very new and I held on to every like and every follow and I saw her profile and I saw that her husband played in the NFL and I was like, this is so cool. She follows us and her husband plays in the NFL. That is the coolest thing ever. And here we are a few years later and I'm now interviewing her for the podcast. It's just cool, full circle moments. Emily's dad is Chad Lewis, who is a football legend. He played for BYU, just like her husband did, and then was in the NFL for nine years. He played until Emily was in third grade. In my limited time with Emily, I could just tell that she was incredibly down to earth and she loves her little family and there are so many sacrifices she is making. This past week, Jason Kelsey set the record for the Eagles player who played in the most consecutive games. He played 145 consecutive games without missing anything. No injury, no illness, no wife having a baby. And we put this up on Sportsish. We also put a slide about Kylie Kelsey because that's Jason's wife, mother to his three children. And, you know, we said something about all of the sacrifices she made. Immediately, I started getting some comments about how, why was I talking about sacrifices that Kylie Kelsey made? He's being paid millions. I'm actually going to particularly call out this one commenter named Hayden Sorensen. Sorry to, to call you out personally, but your name is on your profile sacrifices question mark question mark question mark question mark wtf he's being paid millions for this he went on to say she's super cool i'm sure she's a great person but if my significant other had his paycheck there is very little i would not be able to put up with all with a huge smile on my face okay hayden Sorensen, tell me you don't have kids without telling me you don't have kids I mean, this woman is probably basically a single parent many days of the year with three children. The vibe I got from the Kelsey documentary is that Kylie, you know, does a lot on her own and she does a lot to support Jason and there are sacrifices being made. And one of the reasons I was so excited to bring Emily on the podcast is to have that real life account on what sacrifices 
these wives are making behind the scenes. Anyways, without further ado, here is my interview with Emily Bushman. The Sportsish Podcast is brought to you by Just Ingredients, health and wellness products using only real ingredients. Save on your order when you use the code sports.ish. The pod is also brought to you by Mary Ruth Organics, a product line of delicious vitamins and supplements for all life stages, empowering people worldwide to take control of their health and move forward every day. Use the code MROSPORTSISH15 for 15% off. Well, thank you so much for for sitting down with me, Emily. I like I was saying earlier, I know you followed forever because I remember you like commented on, on something and I clicked on you and I was like, her husband's the NFL. That is so cool. <laughs> Definitely an OG sportsish girl. So yes, I love your account so much. Thank you. Well, tell me about you because like I said, you know, we love the athletes. We love the pro athletes. We talk about them a lot, but I think just behind the scenes is so much more interesting to a lot of our followers. So let's hear about you and your family and obviously Matt and what he does. Just you have the floor. Awesome. So my name is Emily. Uh, My husband, Matt, plays for the Kansas City Chiefs. He's currently a tight end on the practice squad. Um, He's been here for two years. Um, His rookie year was with the Las Vegas Raiders. So we were in Henderson um, for that. And then now we've been here and we love it. We have two girls, um, Andy and Micah, um, a three-year-old and a four-month-old. And they are just the joys of our life. And as any parent knows, and um, Matt and I met in 2018 at BYU. He was playing football and baseball at the time. And I was playing volleyball. And um, we met just in Legends Grill at the salad bar, um, BYU, the good old salad bar. And um, I had heard about Matt because I had a teammate that went out with him before his LDS mission to Chile. And she was like, hey, Emily, there's this guy coming home. He's super tall because I'm 6'4", by the way. She's like, he's going to play. uh, He's going to play baseball and football. And so you should go out with him when he gets home. So I'd like looked him up on Instagram and everything before he got home. And then when he got home, I saw him at a Halloween party, actually. And I was like, oh, my gosh, that's the guy that I followed. And from there, we had gone on a date shortly after that. And introduced himself and was super nice but I just I he was still kind of um awkward from this church mission and so I wasn't quite feeling it yet and I think I had to grow up a little bit too but five months after that um we started just playing beach volleyball as friends with and all of his teammates and my teammates and um that is where I like realized how awesome he was and I think it was good for me to be friends first and then date and be boyfriend girlfriend it just was better for me that way but um yeah we've been married five years now and um yeah wow it's kind of and then volleyball wise um I played on the team for four years my senior year we went to the final four which was just unbelievable it was the coolest experience and um, my team was really really good I didn't play as much as Matt um but it was just uh just memories that I will never forget or regret it was amazing so I love to play volleyball. So cool. So cool. And such a, a fun story. So if you're six, four, how tall is that? He is six, five. Well, he's six, five and a half and I'm six, three and a half. So I'm used to saying six, four, but 
um, yeah, about two inches between us. Um, and our girls are going to be very tall. So yeah, they are. That's amazing. I love it. Yeah. Lucky them. Lucky them. I'm five three. Yeah. So different category over here. That's okay. We need all types. I always say that. Yes. So true. Okay. So let me get this straight. You are married to a tight end on the Kansas City Chiefs. So yes. are you? Are you basically Taylor Swift? That is. <laughs> Are you Taylor Swift? Don't we all wish we were Taylor Swift right now? Oh my goodness, she's amazing. Um, no, but it is just fun to hear all of the updates with that. And I wish that Matt had more for me, but really I know <laughs> Travis is keeping it private even amongst the team. Yeah. Um, but it's so fun to follow this. And really all of Kansas City is kind of buzzing with it, let alone the country, but um, people here are just thrilled. So yeah, they are truly royalty. Okay, so have you gotten to meet Taylor? I haven't got to be Taylor. Um, I know many of many of the wives have. And after one of those games, when there was a kind of after party, the wives that met her at that just had nothing but good things to say about her and just said she was so kind and everything. So hopefully in the future, um, there is like a costume party on Sunday with the team couples okay, cool. party. And I'm like, Matt, I know she's not going to be there, but obviously there's always just a little bit of hope. Fingers, <laughs> Fingers crossed. crossed. Totally. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, that's amazing. Taylor Switch would be cool, but I think you're cooler. I'm glad we had you on, on the <laughs> Thank you. Um, so speaking of football, you you met and started dating Matt when he was playing football, but you had a football background. Tell us about it's that. true. Yep. So my dad played um, for the Philadelphia Eagles for nine years, well, eight years with them and one year at the St. Louis Rams. Cool. Um, he stopped when I was in third grade. So people often are like, oh, so you don't really remember it. But really, I remember a lot of it. Yeah. Um, I'm the oldest of seven. And so four of my siblings were born during his career. Wow. And um, we lived in New Jersey, which was just outside of Philly. And um, yeah, that was definitely a surreal experience. Looking back, I realize that now. Um, yeah. in it, I didn't really understand. I didn't love football, but, um, it was really, really fun to watch him and his team. He was also on a very good team. And ironically, he also played for Andy Reid. So with Matt and my dad, yeah. both playing for Andy, it's pretty special and they've been nothing but good to my family. So to have it be full circle and then even to name a daughter, Andy is just, oh. it's just, it's just cool. And the Reeds are amazing. So, um, yeah, it's kind of fun that way. That's so fun. So is Andy named after Andy Reid? Um, she's not, but if it helps Matt get on the team in any way, then we'll say, yes, she's named after him. <laughs> That's amazing. Okay. I know they're actually both number 89 coincidentally too. So Matt didn't get to select his number here at the Chiefs. It's just what was given to him. But right. his tight ends coach, who is the same, was like, can you believe number 89? So That's crazy. crazy. Well, yeah. you better be careful because of that. Grimmer has it that Travis might want 89 soon. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. So funny. So did, you know, having a dad play football make you want to date slash marry someone who played football? I am a little bit into my college career. I had told myself I'm not going to date any more athletes. Yeah. Just not because of any bad situations, but because you you see them around everywhere. So it's I was like, oh, I'll just try to date someone who's a non-athlete. But I do think in the back of my mind, I always was drawn to athletes in general because they understood my life as a volleyball player. But also it was so much a part of my family, so much a part of our Sunday activities was watching, you know, NFL games and 
being at all the BYU games. So probably in the back of my head, it was always hopefully going to be a football player, I, I would say. Totally. Well, I love it. How fun. Full circle. So you've sat through many football games, like starting when you were a little girl to college watching Matt and now NFL wife. You have this TikTok and you kind of say that you are presenting maybe the unglamorous side of being a football wife. Tell us what that means. Yeah, um, I say that because I think it's being brought to light more and more kind of what people go through behind the scenes because of documentaries like Quarterback, if you've seen that on Netflix or Kelsey, which were both phenomenally done. But um, just the wives go through a lot that isn't glamorous, the moving back and forth, the possibly giving birth alone because they they really don't get any time off the um, when he was at the Raiders, he got cut three days before Christmas from the practice squad and then picked up right again, like two weeks later from the chiefs. And, but he had to fly immediately here and all of our stuff was left in Vegas for me to move by myself with my daughter, move to Utah, then move here. So all of kind of the behind the scenes is the wives. And I saw that through my mom. I'm so thankful that like, I have her to, you know, look up to and ask questions about, because she went through it. Um, but definitely some of the unglamorous side that I try to show is just the moving by yourself and the the possibly giving birth alone. I mean, three days before I gave birth to our second daughter, Matt was um, at the Super Bowl ring ceremony here in Kansas City, and I delivered in Utah. Mm-hmm. So I was just so nervous that he wouldn't even make it to see our baby girl. And um, and then a few days before that was at the White House. So yeah, that's the glamorous side. You know, he's at these beautiful banquets that I would have, it would have been so fun to be at and yeah. at the White House meeting the president. And I am moving all of our stuff back and forth, getting the nursery ready um, and kind of getting settled to have a baby. So that's both kind of the unglamorous and the glamorous side. And I know every job has unglamorous sides, but I just think some people don't recognize the kind of tough parts of this career. So totally. I mean, we posted something about, you know, Jason Kelsey just set the record for most consecutive games played as an Eagle with 145 games, just absolutely crazy. And I mentioned something about Kylie, you know, like really sacrificing so much to have him do that. And we have just these guys in our comments that are like sacrificing, you know, she's getting millions of dollars and it's just, such a it's a it's such an incorrect notion that because maybe there is a good salary to go along with this job that you guys don't have difficulties and sacrifices totally yeah I love that you highlighted Kylie and wasn't she so fun to listen to on the new heights podcast I don't yes. know if you saw any of that but yes. she's just so likable and so real totally and um yeah totally just it's it's just naive to think that there isn't a lot of sacrifices that go into your husband being something great and going after his dreams and, and kind of what comes with that. So yeah, I love that you highlighted that. Yeah. Well, okay. One of the things I think about often is that luckily you are not alone in this, right? There is a team that your husband is playing for and behind a lot of those teammates, maybe there are wives or girlfriends or moms or people you can connect with that way. Can you speak to like a team camaraderie that way? Yeah, at both teams Matt has played for, there have been amazing wives like and girlfriends that I have gotten to know and still follow on Instagram from the Raiders. And and um, I'm so, it's like when you're with other wives and girlfriends, you just get each other because you really know yeah. what it's like. And 
And many careers are that way when you're with coworkers and things like that. But many of these wives also have just, you know, flown their family across the country, either last minute or searching for Airbnbs or trying to help each other find babysitters, pediatricians, OBGYNs, preschools, all those things that kind of the wives are left to figure out. And being able to have that group is so helpful and special. Both um, teams and really every team, I believe, in the country um, has a Bible study that the wives get together and do. And so we had ours today, actually. And it's really nice to get together and listen to stories of faith and talk and then also just kind of chit chat and bond and help each other with whatever we need. So I feel really uplifted for sure at those Bible studies. So that's so cool. Oh, wow. Well, I mean, hopefully that is one of the better sides of what Matt does is, you know, all these friends you you come away with. Tell me some other really fun, good things that are coming from this. Mm, good question. Um, I love watching our girls and really only Andy because she's old enough to understand it, but um, to watch her enjoy the football games, to watch her. She loves like the wolf, the the mascot and the cheerleaders. And um, just we went to his training camp in, in August and she didn't come to the Super Bowl because that would have cost um, $2,000, probably $4,000 actually for Andy to come. But yeah. for her to enjoy all of this, it's just really such a short moment in time, this whole career. And so just watching her enjoy it and really remembering me as a little girl and all the memories I have, it's so special to watch her, watch her dad. And and, and it won't be till later that she realizes kind of all that went into it, but watching her enjoy it is super special. That is so, so special. So cool. Mm-hmm. Okay. So tell us about the Super Bowl, if you can. I mean, that is just wild that his, was it his second year on the team? Yes, his second year on the team, it was so wild. And so last year it was the Super Bowl and he got injured. He um, broke his collarbone in August. So we spent actually most of the season in Utah where he was rehabbing, not on any team. And um, they picked him up right before Christmas, the Chiefs again. And so we were just so pumped and grateful that they picked him back up and we got to experience really the end and the the best part of the season. So yeah. to be at the Super Bowl is it's really what you imagine it it would be like just magical and surreal. And then to have it be against the Eagles, who is such a, a team close to my family's heart. Oh. And um, it was just a super, super fun day. And afterward it's, it's, they celebrate you either way, but then to win and be able to go on the field was so cool. Yeah. And we just got to soak it all in and all the injuries and all the moving and all of that just felt worth it to be able to just enjoy that moment so much. So it was definitely fun to be a part of. So cool. Who was your dad cheering for? Now I wonder. Good question. He got so many comments or so many of those questions on the day of yeah, and the week of, but he was cheering for the Chiefs. He's like, oh. I want my son-in-law and, and daughter to be able to experience it. And um, he actually never won a Super Bowl. He lost, his, the Eagles lost in the Super Bowl when he was there. But um, yeah, he was cheering for the Chiefs that day and Andy. So that's so cool. Awesome. Okay. So outside of the football world, tell us kind of, do you have a favorite sport that you like to watch? Oh, good question. Um, I love, we love BYU sports, obviously with me and Matt both playing there. So anything that any sport they're playing in, we love to watch. Um, I grew up loving USA women's soccer. Um, They're just phenomenal and so, so awesome as well as USA gymnastics um, Sean Johnson, things like that. But I'd say the thing I watch most of besides football would be volleyball. It's just fun to see women's volleyball still and be a part of it a little bit. And um, 
to see all the fans that came out to the Nebraska game earlier this year was just like, oh, how cool is this? You know, so many people. Yeah. And I loved the video you put together of that because it really was such a special thing to have that many people supporting women's sports. So that's probably women's volleyball. Yeah. So you are a female athlete. Tell us about what, how you feel about the future of women's sports. I, uh, I can only imagine, I feel like so excited and proud of women in sports and I'm not even playing or haven't even played at the level you have. So tell us how you feel about it. Yeah, I have only excitement too going forward. I can't wait to see, you know, what else comes from this. And I think more and more people are starting to see, oh, wow, these these games are so fun to watch and and these women are inspiring and more stories are being written about the behind the scenes and the what went into making that athlete who she is. And that just makes people want to watch even more. Yeah. So the stories being told are just increasing and um, it's just fun to see, yeah, what else is going to come of this? How many more stadiums are going to be filled watching women's sports? So it's so awesome. Totally. Did you see that Iowa basketball team also played in a football stadium? Yes. And that was just a scrimmage. I'm like, how cool is that? People are coming out to watch a scrimmage. So yeah, yeah Caitlin Clark, she is phenomenal as well. So only yeah. good things to come from that. So cool. Well, that kind of brings me to another question. Sometimes when your spouse is having a job that's so time consuming, such as what Matt's doing, maybe your own dreams, career goals get pushed to the wayside. How are you handling that? How do you feel like you can balance that? Good question. Um, For me, I thankfully and luckily feel like I'm living my dream because I always wanted to be a mom. And so at this phase, even though it's hard and there's days he comes home and I'm like, be ready for chaos when you get home, the girls have been crying all day or whatever, you know, all that comes with being a mom. But thankfully, this really is all that I've ever wanted. And it doesn't mean that in the future, I won't want, you know, a job outside the home and kind of maybe a startup or, or get involved using my major, my career that way. But um, for now, I love it. And then as far as women in the NFL or wives in the NFL who um, do have jobs, it's tough. It's tough to see them have to pick up and move. I mean, one of them, um, Shane Buchel and his wife, Paige, he was a quarterback here at the Chiefs the past two years, and he just moved to the Bills. But um, Paige is a successful real estate agent here and in Texas, and um, she's just had to you know, pick up and, and try to juggle that how she can. And so I'm really inspired by the women who are able to have a career and juggle it, even with moves and getting cut and traded, yeah. um, sometimes last minute. So she's still making it work, but um, yeah, hats off to Paige for trying to make, you know, the most of that. And so people can still make it work to have a job, but you definitely have to be understanding that you might move at any moment. So, yeah, totally. So tell us about not juggling fatherhood as well as being an NFL player. How, how does he handle that? That feels tough, especially after watching quarterback and like these guys are incredible. Yeah. It was inspiring to watch that for sure. Cause for him to, for Patrick to be MVP and have a newborn at home, I mean, it's just incredible, but thankfully he's the one doing it because he is so steady um, emotionally and he can just handle it all really well. If I was the one having to go play professional sport and and hold it down for the family, I don't think I would do nearly as good of a job. So he comes home um, and just does a really good job at being, present with the girls when he's home and there's times I can see that he's extra tired Mm -hmm. and um try to just 
you know, pull my weight a little heavier on those nights, but overall he comes home and he's able to just leave all of the football stuff at the facility and, and stretch and do rehab and things here, but really just enjoy his time um, with us as a family and, and things like that. So he does a really good job, I think, being steady and um, just keeping at the facility. Yeah. Well, tell us about the days that he maybe isn't consumed by football, like in the off season or if he has days off, what is what does it look like for your family? What do you guys do? We love the off season in Utah. Um, it's where I grew up and all of my siblings, all six siblings are there and my parents. And then Matt has a sister there as well. So we just have a lot of family time, whether it's going to my siblings games um, or, you know, going with Andy to the splash pad or doing things in the summer, just really enjoying that time off to to do whatever we want. Um, she loves shields. Sometimes we'll take her there and get her a toy. Um, thankfully, she just loves being out. She loves friends. She loves meetups at the park or barbecues or firework shows or anything in the summertime when we're in Utah. It's just fun to do those more casual things um, when he's not in season as well as travel. So we're already trying to get in some sort of Mexico trip for March when he's off and um, we'll see if that ends up happening, but you just try to pack it all in, in the off season for sure. Yeah, totally. So, you know, you called this a moment of time. This season of life is a moment of time and you really get that because you lived it as a little girl. One day when this moment of time is over, how do you think you'll look back on it? Good question. Um, I hope that I look back and I'm able to be thankful for you know, everything that happened and obviously have no regrets with the way that either of us handled this, you know, fun moment in these teams. I'm hoping that um, I can look back and have only happy memories of all that he put in and all the sacrifices that we made. And it really, for me, it makes all of those tough moving back and forth. I mean, last year we moved back and forth, I think five times, six times. Um, it makes all of that worth it just to realize this is just for a little while. It's not going to be our whole lives. And um, yeah, it's just kind of part of the fun to get to know different cultures, different cities. I don't know what else would have brought me to Kansas City, but I've grown to love it here so much. And just the people in the Midwest are so kind and inviting and huge lo- loyal fan base, as many yeah. of you have heard probably. So it's just, I've just loved living here and I hope to look back and and realize what a cool opportunity it was. Yeah, I know absolutely nothing about Kansas City. Give us like a, a little synopsis of the city. Great. People love it because at least in the suburbs, it's like you're close to a city, but you can still get more of the small town feel and um, more of the slow paced environment away from Kansas City um, specifically. So we're actually in Kansas in Overland Park and um, there's great barbecue, there's kind people, there's churches all over, lots of faith-based people here, Um, and then people love sports, so love the football team, love their high school sports, love um, KU basketball is amazing, so it's like that here. It's definitely a sports-heavy, sports-loving culture, which is so fun. That is so fun. That is so cool. Is there anything else that you feel like you want to highlight about your family or your husband or your wife or your life as a wife in the NFL? Hmm. Um, I think just one of the misconceptions is 
probably the wealth that comes with this career. And we all know there's plenty of people out there that have, you know, the multi-millions of dollars, but it's really a handful of the team that, you know, has all of that wealth and everyone else is kind of, they're not set for life in any way. They maybe have a good head start, but they're not making what you see on the headlines of what, you know, some other people are making. So I think Allison Rochelle, um, that's her name, right? Yeah. Cooch. Cooch. Yeah. Yeah. Allison Cooch. Um, she just does a good job of kind of highlighting all of that too, and what it's like to be on the practice squad, how much you make then, what getting cut is like if you follow her. So yeah. just reminding people that not everyone is making the millions and millions, and um, most people are just trying to keep their job and and get ready for whatever life is like after football as well. So, totally. Well, I have I just this just popped in my head. I have to ask. So new heights, obsessed with it. Love it. We noticed Travis, you know, what was it two weeks ago? Wearing a BYU football jersey. And the rumor is that it has to do with your husband. Is that true? (laughs) Matt was involved in that. Um, One of the coaches was kind of the main one who said, Travis, we got to get a bet going with this whole Cincinnati BYU matchup. Yes. And, um, and so with that, um, they said, okay. And, and Travis kind of explained some of that. Yeah. But then um, he said, Bushman, do you want in on this bet? And Matt's like, okay, sure. He's like, okay, hey, you have to come to Vegas with us and to a pool party um, if Cincinnati wins. And Matt's like, okay, yeah, I'll do it. Well, if BYU wins, you have to meet with two LDS missionaries. Stop. <laughs> and so that, I'm, he's not going to be pushy with that in any way. And Travis already <laughs> held up his end of the deal to wear a BYU jersey. <laughs> But the fact that Matt would bring that up and Travis said, why two missionaries? And Matt's like, well, they come in twos. It's it. <laughs> so um, if that ever happened, it would be hilarious and oh, awesome. But so um, yeah, we'll see. I think I think Travis has held up his end of the deal. Having him wear the, the jersey was pretty cool. So that was cool. And I was at the BYU Cincinnati game. And oh, nice. it was such a good game. I bet Matt was watching, just like so stoked. Yeah, it was such a good win for BYU. So, okay, well, I had to throw that in there, but um, mm-hmm. thank you so much, Emily. I think you're just so cool and inspiring. I know what you go through on a daily basis isn't easy. I don't know from experience, but I just hearing about it, hearing from all you all of you wives, it sounds really, really difficult. And I just am proud of you. I know that's weird to say, but I'm really impressed. <laughs> that's by very you. kind. Thank you so much. And thank you for this whole account, highlighting women and the pop culture side of things. And I just love it. So please don't stop. I always think that. I hope Lily never stops. Just keep going. (laughs) Thank you so much. Wasn't that so cool? She's just really cool, really down to earth. I loved what she said, that she was living her dream at this current moment. And it is a moment in time. And one day, maybe she will work outside the home. But right now, she's living her dream. Her husband is living his. They make the cutest family. And I'm just cheering them on. And really all families on that are doing what it takes to chase your dreams. So thank you to Emily for coming on the pod. Thank you to you for listening and for being here and for showing up. We will see you next week.